Ten years. Three boys. One question. Are we friends? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the podcast, the name and moral imperative of which is to see if are we friends. I am your co-host, Taylor. I'm your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this is the show where three boys who've been friends for about 10 years go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore or if it's just inertia. This marks the beginning of the Christmas season. Woohoo! Yeah. Woo! I, I don't know if you guys could tell by that brand new theme song that we just had, but Christmas is here. Santa Claus has come to town. Let's get ready to boogie. Well, he is coming to town. I don't think he's arrived yet. Yeah. That's Santa is in transit. The anticipation. He only comes exactly. on Christmas. Santa is upon the horizon. Yes. It is the Christmas well, season. Well, no, even then, he's still just, he's in the north, but he's not, he doesn't move until Christmas Eve. Exactly, I was going to say. Not like he's yeah. traveling right, down but he's like booking time. flights, and he's, you know, no, clearing no, it with no, Canadian he's, air he's travel. He's, he's getting ready to come. It's incredible how much he doesn't need those things. But okay, yes, he's preparing to show up, yes. And as such, uh, it being the <laughs> no, He prepares all year, you know. He does, but I feel like, you know, in the <laughs> same really... way that I pack my bag for a trip a couple of days ahead of time, it's not really until the, you know, the just beforehand that shit really starts to come together when I make a trip. Uh, that's fair enough. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. So, this whole month, we're going to be bringing you all the Christmas that we can, starting with a little bit of Christmas magic from Brian. Brian, what are we exploring in the Yuletide? So, I was actually, when I first thought of the topic... Or when I was thinking of a topic, I was really nervous because I'm like, I like Christmas, but I just want to talk about Christmas. But like, I had to think about what I actually really enjoyed the most or one thing I really enjoyed the most. Um, and that was, for me, was animated Christmas specials. Hell yeah. Uh, I could not love these things more. Uh, I had everybody watch a Christmas special. Um, the specification being animated uh, because I grew up on the Rankin Bass specials. That's Rudolph, that's Santa Claus is Coming to Town, that's the any number of those. Ones. All the uh, stop motion ones yeah. that were made for about $4 and a pack of cigarettes. Like, you know, they stretched out those cigarettes. <laughs> they, yeah. I think the cigarettes were half of the extra puppets in the background. <laughs> I think that's just what they made them out of. They just had cigarettes and they were all children because they were smoking them and then halfway through they were like, we'll leave that there and that's fine. Um, so I had everybody watch a Christmas, an animated Christmas special, uh, and they got to pick their own sort of things. Um, Jorge, let's mm -hmm. start with yours. I'm Perfect. interested to see what you picked. Hold on. Yeah, Wait, so... can I guess? Can I guess? Okay, go for Did it. Did you watch Year Without a Santa so you could watch Snow Miser and Heat Miser? You're so close. That's what I was planning on watching like the entire time, purely for Snow Miser and Heat Miser. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. But I decided to do a little bit of research first and try thank something God. I hadn't watched before. Oh, thank God. So I found this is an official Rankin Bass. It is The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. What? 1985, is this? <laughs> based on the 1902 book by L. Frank Baum of Wizard Whoa. of Oz fame. Yes. Huh. This, is, this is a heavy hitter, th like adaptation oh, yeah. we're going with. Okay. Yeah. I, I hit it because when I was looking at the list of them, somebody described it as like a gritty reboot for Santa Claus. <laughs> I love it. I oh, love no. it. Yeah, so in it, it starts out and it's this council of the immortals Whoa. that are 
What? Led fuck? <laughs> it's the Council of the Immortals of a specific forest. They're led by the Great Ack. And they're trying Ack. to... Yes. The Great Ack, just AK, who they normally refer to as Great Ack, like it's his name. Okay, okay. Um, they're trying to... He's called all of the immortals there because he wants to bestow the mantle of immortality on Santa Claus. Like, he's up for basically the biggest promotion ever of... No, he's not up for promotion. Ack is just like, yo, Santa Claus is such a chill dude, I want to give him our one mantle of immortality. They are already oh. immortals. They are, like, forever okay. immortals. Oh. So do we have, like, forever. our standards? Like, our Tooth Fairy and our Jack no, Frost and our Easter absolutely Bunny? absolutely not. Nope. Okay. They're completely random ones. I forgot to write them down, <laughs> but... They are absolutely bananas. There's well, with like names like Great Ack, I'm sure it was probably easy to think of. Yeah, there's like the King of the Sound Elves. There's what? Fuck. There's one that just represents the winds, and he's like this horrific leaf hooded monster man. They're they're they're, they're like all monsters or something. I don't know. They're they all lead horrifying monsters in the forest. Excellent. And <laughs> of course you watch this one. <laughs> yeah. They're like, why would we give Santa Claus this immortality? Mm-hmm. And he's like, let me tell you. And then that's the whole movie. Um, <laughs> it it's he they find baby Santa Claus in the forest. And first the immortals? The, uh, no, the the lioness Shigra. Sure. You know what? All right. And great act is like, yeah, you take care of her. But then the wood nymph Nasil is like, hey, I want to take care of this baby because I ain't never seen a baby before. And he's like, okay, you Which take care of it. Which immediately qualifies you for taking it. care of this baby. No, it's funny because he grows up and they're like, how do you feel about Santa Claus? And she's like, I don't know. I miss that baby. Oh, no. Um, and there's a lot to, I mean, there's the bad guys end up being the the aguas which are monsters that like to force children to do bad things and they hate santa claus because he's making them happy it's the fucking coked out D &D campaign of the rankin bass writers (laughs) and they decided like fuck it that'll do for a script also again this is rankin bass so everything he's describing is stop motion puppets with mouths that barely think about moving like and towards the end i mean the aguas keep stealing the presents from santa claus so he can't deliver them (laughs) What and assholes. Great, great Ock summons them and is like, hey, you better stop or we're going to war, basically. You better and watch go out. Go to war. <laughs> you better and think then it's, twice. It's just a series of kaiju fights <sighs> between immortals and these different Agua monsters. Oh, my God. There's like one what? that's like a freaking Chinese dragon that's like coming down and breathing fire. It's, oh, that's it's awesome. insanity. Completely crazy. And Damn. Santa Claus, did he... They send him out to live with the mortals when he's a child. As you do. He suddenly, they, they do a montage once he becomes a daddy for like one second before going back to a duddy. Uh, <laughs> it's not until yeah, he's pretty, pretty much old. Progression. And in that time period, Santa Baby was written and then immediately regretted. Yeah. So <laughs> he, it's not until he's pretty damn old that he starts handing out presents and being nice. And even then, he doesn't really do that much. And I watched the whole damn movie and I'm like, dude, he does not deserve that mantle. <laughs> And even the wind guy's like, nah, dude, that guy's my homie. Like, let's do this. So, so, so we're told off screen of the virtues and awesomeness of Santa Claus. <laughs> Basically, all the yeah. immortals go, no, no, no. Like this other time, it was really dope. So don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah like they- this is Christopher Nolan does goddamn <laughs> Santa Claus. Like, ho, ho, ho. It, like, I was just imagining how this 
I'm, I, I'm yeah. having so much trouble imagining how this is a Christmas special it's, and not like, I don't know, the fight of the immortals. Literally, maybe 20 seconds of it happened on Christmas. Oh, my God. And <laughs> by the way, Claus's name, they name him Claus because, because he in has the claws. language. No, because no. in the language of the forest, it means little one. What oh. language? I don't know. <laughs> Because fucking Tingler, the sound elf, knows Tingler. every language, including all the animal languages. I'm, no, I'm drawing the line. I'm drawing a line in the snow or the sand, any element possible at Tingler, the sound elf. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, kind of phoned it in alien on that noises? one. I, can't, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, and I here we have Blowy, imagine, the wind elf. I can't even imagine trying to talk to him and have a conversation. Like, oh, hey, Tingler, yes. Yes. Can you no, pass I... the? Can you pass the the salt? Sure. Why certainly. Thanks, Tingler. Just like I would never get anything done because I wouldn't be able to talk to him. Oh, everybody hates him because oh, he gives he gives back pretty much one word answers, but he like rolls through a bunch of languages that he does them in. But oh, it seems like he doesn't a... actually know that many, <laughs> so he'll say like two different words in Spanish, and it's like, what are you doing, man? feel like he's just the elf that goes uh actually it's a squeaker son squeak and squeak um sorry mr squirrel it's like i don't know just a really shitty cronk from emperor's new groove yeah. yeah so that was that was crazy and not entirely good but jesus what was it called again uh the life and adventures of santa claus oh yeah Damn. i'm watching this bad boy because there's the other i think santa claus is coming to town is the other origin story and it's mm-hmm. a lot more First of all, there's a lot more daddy time in that one. He is, yes. he's like young with the red hair and he's like, yeah, he, that's yeah, the one like with he, the Burgermeister Miser, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. He Where he's like, the town is, well, that guy's a huge fucking asshole and I live out on the outskirts of town. I'm going to give everybody stuff. And then the Burgermeister's like, I'm a fucking Burgermeister. Yeah. You just uh, put one foot in front of the other. Exactly. Oh, that is the song. God, that is such yeah. a good song. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the one like told by the mailman, right? Yeah. Well, who's, uh, yeah. who's Fred Astaire, right? Yeah. Looks exactly like oh, Fred Astaire. So, no, yeah. no, no. He doesn't voice it. He just looks it like him. <laughs> yeah, it just looks exactly like him. I don't think he voices it. Yeah. So, so Honestly, at first you I don't thought know. I, at yeah. first I thought that's the one you were talking about, and then no. he started to go in. We begin no, with the yeah, Council of Immortals. Like, well, that's a weird way to describe that mailman. And then, yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, as you, I'm slowly like for too long I was uh, in I was committed to the thought that this is the same movie that I'm thinking about, and so as you're describing, yes, the Great Act, like. No, that was Why not. He... That was not that mailman's name. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. <laughs> also, by the way, imagine Nis- the balls of a mailman going, "Oh, hey, mailman, please call me by my real name, the Great, <laughs> the great Act. Act. I know, like, like yeah. you'd uh, you'd send him to a mental institution immediately. Do Do you have a package for Anderson? Child, not only do I have <laughs> <laughs> the Great Which... Act bestows upon you <laughs> yeah. my finest gift. The other thing I forgot to mention is Nasil to Santa Claus defines the word mother as one who has a child. Oh, no. Okay, so now we've got this weird-ass neo-pagan Republican Christmas. (laughs) A neo-pagan Republican Christmas. Yeah. It's it's also, like, pretty damn racist for 1985, even. Oh, wait, this is in the 80s? They were still making these things in the 80s? Yeah, that's why it's the Gritty Reboot. Holy moly. Damn. Yeah, the, the great act takes Santa Claus to go see how terrible humans are and he makes some stops around the country and he he brings them to feudal Japan and there's like kids oh, no. 
kids training to be samurais. Mm, he's mm, 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 everything. Mm, mm, he says everything short of like, look at these terrible savages. I, like, oh I, no! I'm so on board in the worst oh, way. No. In the in the I have to watch this to see this shit show way. Like yeah, this nice. sounds absolutely incredible. Look upon the iniquities of the Orient, child, <laughs> oh, no. and just oh no, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. It's the far away no. No, stop. Oh, God. Um, that is... I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, I have to watch that immediately. Yeah. yeah. So that's, um, but that, we'll, is, that is my gift to y'all. Yeah. That was, that was a Christmas gift that we'll keep on giving. Merry mother uh, fucking So says Christmas. the great Ack. Um, Taylor. Yeah. Uh, I went for what a What did you watch? Okay. Uh, I watched me a Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh. So I didn't wow. do a Rankin-Bass one. It's but, fine. Uh, we I, I have a Rankin Bass one, so we're we're okay. Well, I listened to that that soundtrack so much, the Vince Guaraldi soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. And I hadn't seen Charlie Brown Christmas in years. Years and years. Like I remember like mm-hmm. I vaguely remember the plot that Charlie Brown is Charlie Browning and Charlie Dude, Brown's I- up Christmas and then they have a tree <laughs> and then Linus comes out and reads the book of Luke and Bob's your uncle. Uh, <laughs> By the way, I, that's how most people uh, go over Charlie Brown plots is they Charlie Brown them. That's not, there's nothing, you don't remember a Charlie Brown plot. You just, Charlie, you're like, there's something, I think Charlie Brown was sad, and then I think somebody tries to cheer him up, and Linus says something very, like, thoughtful and philosophical, but then he's like, yeah, I'm a kid with a blanket, and he walks off. Like, that. that's basically 80% of the plots that happen. So that's what I remembered the plot being. <laughs> Let me get into what the plot actually is of oh, fucking God. Charlie Brown Christmas. Here it we begins go. with Charlie Brown reasonably experiencing something like seasonal affective disorder and he is depressed <laughs> oh, yeah. and he true. says like On i just don't understand regular it existential dread and well, depression yeah because he's the way he's talking about it is i just don't know what it is about this time of year i enjoy a lot of things i enjoy getting and receiving gifts and all that but i just can't seem to shake this you know like malaise or whatever he's experiencing and the first character i think it is linus goes charlie brown you're the only person who could take a thing like Christmas and ruin it. It's oh, oh, holy <laughs> shit. It's just, yeah, your bad attitude just, is ruining everyone else's Christmas. So let's start stab there. to the jugular just five minutes into the fucking movie. And, and we know that they're talking about depression because he immediately goes over after this nice little ice skating tableau to get psychiatric help yeah. from goddamn Susie or whatever Lucy. her name is. Lucy. <laughs> and uh, and she and she's just you oh my absolute god knob. <laughs> oh god and she she and he begins again um i i just don't know and she stops him holds out her jar and says first you have to pay yes. and so like, there's this weird critique of commercialism happening the uh, whole time <laughs> everything commercial is bad and you know we're supposed to go back to some sort of spirit of christmas and we don't know what that is yet nor does mm-hmm. charlie brown he just knows that he's charlie browning up a storm <laughs> And miserable, like I, I don't know, like I, I wanted to be offended. Like don't get me wrong, I get uplifted and like, oh great, listen to that jazz happening in the background. Hard to be yeah. upset or mad when this is going on. And then I don't know, Charlie Brown will just say something honest and emotional, like a cry for help, and someone will go like, could you quit fucking Charlie Browning up our Christmas? Your name is now synonymous with ruin, and that's what you do. You ruin Charlie Brown Christmas, Charlie Holy Brown. Shit. And you don't even do it well. You Charlie Brown, Charlie Browning. No. Because you end up getting a good tree at the end. And we're going to turn that against you too. Because we're going to fix the tree with commercialism. Because, and that's, that's the thing. Okay, that's the thing. Because uh, he, Snoopy, 
you know, puts all the decorations on his doghouse, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And he wins first prize. And when he first sees the uh, the flyer, the flyer says, uh, get to know the true spirit of Christmas. It's money, money, money. And Charlie Brown <gasps> goes, oh, well, this isn't great. And then, you know, we, we come back later in the episode and we see that Snoopy Dog has won first prize because he has this immaculate, you know, trees and tinsel and lights and shit Brilliantly all over his, his doghouse. Yeah. And how do they fix the tree? The little tree that's supposed to represent the true spirit of Christmas? They have to take first all- prize, money, money, money Christmas and <laughs> throw it. Like Jackson Pollock and his own blooded semen on the tree until it becomes this shining obelisk to the god of the dollar and cent. We save god, Christmas tree. Damn, and, this, you know. and this is what they sing, oh Christmas tree too. We shall bow oh. at the altar of capitalism. By the way, that Luke little bit, that was cool, but that's not how they end it. They end it with let's fix the tree. I so I like I was just like taken through a whirl watching Charlie Brown Christmas this time. Ladies and gentlemen, a Marxist view of Charlie Brown Christmas by <laughs> Taylor Jarrell. I didn't make this I, up. It's I, in there. They're the ones talking about consumerism and it's bad and shit. I gotta say, I mean, that all sounded <sighs> correct. Normally, it, you know, I'll fight too. you on it, but that that sounded all above board. Um, yeah, there was which, nothing which, even. I mean, honestly, I j- just my laughter alone was enough. There was no need to add. There was no need to. Yeah, no notes. Yeah, no notes. <laughs> yeah, guys, like I don't know what to do because I'm feeling like really nervous about like I don't know what to do. Do I read the Bible or do I buy a bunch of gifts for myself and say neither? You. Uh, like I don't like Charlie Brown Christmas left me with nothing but unanswerable Christmas questions. Okay, I'll. Don't worry. I'll... I got I got you in like three episodes when we get down into the nitty-gritty of exactly, mm-hmm. exactly for now um, your your tale has given me more respect for the charlie brown christmas special because i fucking don't like the peanuts i don't like the oh. peanuts either to be perfectly honest with you really? they don't compel me i like snoopy but i kind of like my memory of snoopy more than whenever i see snoopy okay here's another thing that confused me about the charlie brown goddamn christmas please snoopy. is that the, its new title now is the charlie brown goddamn christmas the charlie brown goddamn christmas so we have Snoopy Dog, who is just this weird, darkly absurdist portrait of joie de vivre happening, almost like a spiteful little nymph around Charlie Brown. And at first, you know, Charlie, he's, he's like what, Snoopy is... He's his Tyler Durden. He's what... Yes! <laughs> yes, it is! And so he'll be dancing and everyone loves Snoopy. And then suddenly you'll kind of like see Charlie Brown come into the frame as Snoopy's dancing. And you realize that he's not celebrating. He's taunting Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> just darkly saying like this is the happiness that you are incapable of because you've charlie browned your own emotions <laughs> charlie browned your own pants thus suffered setting him into a cycle of more charlie browning because of the depression <laughs> like <laughs> exactly and so if you think about it because it's snoopy's award-winning doghouse that wins it linus uh-huh. christ charlie brown doesn't save christmas snoopy the taunting little demon spirit of charlie brown's depression is what saves christmas oh so, man dude i don't know how my immortals versus child torturing monsters one was cheerier than yours but... yeah somehow that is now the bright spot of this episode <laughs> it's absolutely incredible like i don't know what the hell is wrong with me that i <laughs> oh couldn't just enjoy the christmas you're too no, bi- you're, because you're... those specials are super boring and dumb yeah is it just like one of those things where because there's so little stimulation coming at me that my my mind like overactively jumps you have to, to some you have sort to look, of hyper analytical for some sort of 
subtext or meaning or purpose behind these actions because inherently they are not just entertaining enough to carry you through to the next action. It's so boring yeah. and standstill that no. you're like, I have to find something. Dude, literally watching any Charlie Brown special makes me Charlie Brown my own pants. It's really... <laughs> <laughs> they, they depress me. I don't know I what... I like now that Charlie Brown, the verb Charlie to Charlie Brown, has multiple meanings now. It's not just to be depressed. It's also to shit yourself. <laughs> Whoa, no, no. I, you said I Charlie keep, Brown... I, you said, quote... Charlie Brown, my own pants. So yeah, you're my, making like your my pants proverbial depressed? pants. I, prom- I kept all of my poo in my own butt. Thank you. You <laughs> <laughs> just know that Charlie Brown's constipated. You know that of, that's also of, like he, he he doesn't even have. Dude, that it's opioid induced constipation. Can that's we get off of Charlie Brown's Christmas? Because now I'm like say, I'm I gotta, losing I gotta, the spirit. You guys can't see me, is, audience, uh, but my head is in my hand. Like I'm clearly lost in this. So I. I took the, not the easy way out, but I, I did want to look at it. I did watch a year with the year without a Santa Claus. Oh, good um, thing I didn't watch that one. Yeah, I was. It's, Hell yeah! I hadn't watched it in forever. Again, the songs are iconic. Mm. Uh, I made note of that specifically in it. The one thing I love about it is it's is basic, that it's oh, in Batman Forever. That <laughs> that's no Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin because it's with it. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, so Mr. The Freeze. I, yeah. I didn't want oh, to take God. the pause to remember which Batman it was. This is the saddest Christmas start ever. <laughs> We're bringing up Batman and Robin. We're bringing up... <laughs> but that's Arnold Schwarzenegger Press. of Jingle All the Way fame. Of course. Oh, my God. I got to watch that movie, too. Um, <sighs> it's I like that one. Dash and Dance of Prince of Vixen, Comma, Cupid, Donna Blitz. Drop the cookie. And then fucking Sinbad is the mailman. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. And it's Live like, action, shit. the great act. It's terrible. I have to save Christmas. Um, oh, this is a question before because we know mine now. Um, how long were your guys's specials? Fifty twenty-two minutes. minutes and fifty-four seconds. I love that it sounds like yours was so like. If you hear those descriptions, <laughs> yours Taylor sounds like an hour and a half to two hours, and. Jorge sounds like maybe 30 minutes if it's stretching, but like I love that they're the diff- the reverse length. So it, it, Charlie Brown Christmas was just 30 <laughs> minutes of torture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mine was 40 minutes. It actually came in around 45, something like that. I loved this. I legitimately enjoyed this. Like at first I was just being silly, trying to riff on stuff, whatever. But like by the end, I was hooked. I did feel the actual spirit of the story I was trying to tell. Well, isn't that just great, Brian? That the you basic feel Christmas. <laughs> so I, I assume most people, a lot of people, have actually seen this one. But for the very few uninitiated, um, basically, Santa runs into the equivalent of Linus telling everybody telling Charlie Brown that he's Charlie Browning his life. Santa has a cold, and the worst elf doctor comes oh, yeah. in and goes. Dude, I don't even know. Like, you have a fucking cold. You and he's putting thermometers <laughs> in his face. He's fucking giving him like you know the the spoonful of medicine. He's giving him pills, and all the while he is just shit talking Santa Claus. He it's just merciless. It's I don't even know why you're bothering to get out of bed. Everybody doesn't care. Nobody gives a shit that Santa does stuff. They probably the don't even believe in you. What the fuck is this? This like, is the goddamn Kathy of, Bates of doctors? In front of Santa and Mrs. Claus. And, like, Santa's just in, like, this fucking, you know, he's his head's all fucked up because he's got a cold. So he's like, oh, oh. And Mrs. Claus is, like, letting this happen, but, like, being her, I don't know. Um, so eventually he just goes, you know what? I'm not going. 
<laughs> I'm taking. Um, you know what? I'm sick. I'm taking a holiday. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um, it's the one day you do have to work. And this is this is the thing. This is this is the part I'm going to get into that I had the most problem with this special. S- very specifically, Mrs. Claus says the newspapers wrote about this. When Santa says I'm not coming, and you see them physically, multiple mm-hmm. newspaper outlets, national newspaper outlets, maybe local news outlets, say Santa not coming this year. Santa's not coming this year. Yes, but he comes so, every like, year. That's the thing. He comes once a year, but every year. Um, and suddenly it's just then, worldwide anarchy. But here, End no, of days, no, no, the markets the, crash. Here's the problem. Everybody else is fine because when you start actually meeting characters, they go, I don't believe in Santa. Okay, then why did the newspapers write a story about him not coming? They wait, got wait. it from a source, Brian. which was most likely Santa Claus himself. Like... I don't get this gimmick because they uh, okay. write this story and then everybody goes, oh, I don't believe it. But they read the story. Let me, they go, let me tell oh, yeah, exactly Santa isn't this coming happens. this year. And then they go, but it doesn't matter because I don't believe in him. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Have you, Brian, I, I want to ask you if you have watched one segment on Fox News about global warming and not seen no. that exact same thing oh, happen. Damn. Like, I'm sorry people who watch Fox News, but it'll be something like, oh my God, this island that used to be there in the Marshall Islands is no longer there. Or like this Bangladeshi Uh place is no longer there because, you know, oceans rose. And then they'll go, well, I don't don't believe in it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I will will say. I mean, this was made in the 60s, but um, the the town that he does go to is called Southtown, USA. Um, Damn. So I will, um, Mrs. Claus has this, bizarre thing at the beginning where she's it sounds like she's trying to help but she's like half like gaslighting half kind of negging santa where he's like uh, i don't know if i should go and she's like i mean you can do what you want i don't care like i bet Ugh, you're, you're, she's so like guilty where she's, God, where she's like she's like i mean They're, you could well, it's like, like, whatever, whatever, you, whatever you do is your choice like, like that sort of thing because um, he's being a huge baby about it he is kind of it's he is a cold like fucking you live in the north pole motherfucker what are you doing here you should know yeah. ahead of like you should know this. Yeah, um, some like, are you surprised insane. you got the sniffles living in a goddamn tundra? <laughs> yeah, we really think he deserves the mantle of immortality. So now I'm kind of I'm on the side of the wind point. or whatever. He absolutely does not. The odds they convince the wind too, man. Um, so basically, the uh, Mrs. Claus sends two elves down to find the spirit of Christmas with kid with you know with people. They go to Southtown, USA, which is. Pretty problematic because the cop meets them Mm-mm. riding their reindeer and goes, Please no. I'm, and goes, I'm writing you a ticket and you're going to see the judge mm. for riding a whatever that is, doesn't recognize a reindeer or the concept <laughs> of it, um, the wrong way on a one-way street, and literally, this is pretty much verbatim, wearing funny clothes on a Sunday. Oh my Just God. Just absolute, nice. like, prejudice, every, like, it's, it's, comically it, pre- like, um, they, that's oh. the, they just landed by the way they're walking down the street they see a cop and they go hey know anything about crazy go uh i know one thing you're going to jail and I try and write them up a big ticket like y'all ain't from round here the <laughs> basically i had um, the same exact experience once in texas <laughs> i was driving really? on a road that was r- rapidly changing speed limits from 70 to 35 to 45 mm-hmm. and whatever so i i'm trying to pay attention and i eventually 
like miss one, I guess, and I get pulled over by a large man with a large mustache and a large belt buckle who largely walks over to my not large car. He's in he, Texas. All these things are self-evident. Yes. And he <laughs> knocks on my window and he says, mind telling me why you're going so fast through my town? And I had to hold my tongue because I didn't want to say like, what town? The church and the gas station? <laughs> like I just, like I had to like really lock it up there. But it's yes. the same thing like, y'all wearing funny clothes on a Sunday? Well, <laughs> me being the law, that's an offense. It's, I mean, that's borderline the exact thing. Change the accent a little bit, but yeah, that was pretty much the cop. Um, the elves run into Ignatius Thistlewhite. Fucking, <laughs> fucking just nice, a dude. powerful name. Um, Is he just like the Christmas Colonel Sanders? He's he's also the kid. No, he's a kid. He's okay. the kid. Um, he runs into them, and then he eventually runs into Santa. Basically, the whole gimmick is... She sends them out on the secret mission, and then she lets it slip to Santa because she's just trying to get him out of the fucking house. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like, oh, I, you know, I told them to go find the spirit, you know, people with Christmas stuff. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's You've like, let oh, them into took- the real world? No, he, ba- he literally says that, actually. He basically what? goes, Wait, what? You- he basically, no, he goes, that cruel world, that cruel uh. world. Um, that world that is unworthy of my love. Basically, the oh, guy, he, the, the oh, world that he's about to abandon. Oh. Um, but he, so, he runs into Ignatius, and by the way, very casual, you know, um, conversation and interaction with strangers meeting children, because Santa pops out behind a tree in front of <laughs> Ignatius' house and is like, hey, did you see my friend? Like, he's just, you know, he, he saw that he was, saw, he was looking for him, and Iggy's like, Oh, yeah. Oh, those guys. They were dressed as Christmas elves. They were asking about stuff like that. And he sneezes. And then the mom opens the window and is like, Ignatius, was that you sneezing? And he's like, no, it was my friend, Mr. Klaus. That's what he fucking comes mm-hmm. up with. You know, g- absolute genius, Santa. Yeah. Um, he just asked me if I wanted to buy a watch and if I wanted ba- a like, puppy. Basically. And then then she goes, oh, you were sneezing. Why don't you come inside? Just invites this stranger into the house. Then it's good old Southern hospitality. It, it yeah, really right. was. That one I it, can it legitimately slide. was because that's you know, and it's earlier time, everything like that. But this is where they get into the thing with Iggy not believing in Santa Claus, and this is another thing I love about this special. It moves like a bullet. Every like a problem shows up and is almost immediately resolved. Oh yeah. Like there's no levels of nuance, care, whatever. Does not matter. Problem solved. Problem solved. Problems rinse and repeat. It's so it's the perfect. exact opposite of Charlie Brown Christmas, it, which is just exactly. a quagmire yes. of Marxist criticism. This was a. <laughs> <laughs> you could have watched the Rankin Bass with us, man. You I really could have. That I was. Could've. I mean, it's what I recommended. Um, the so at, at this point, in order to convince him, Santa Claus and Iggy's dad just sing a song at Iggy, not like <laughs> about just sing about Santa. Be, they go Santa is re-, basically go Santa is real. Over and over again for three minutes, at his face. And, I'm imagining something like, so good. you know what, boy? I tell you what, believe in Santa or I'll smack that butt. It's, it's, it's a slow song, but the points still stand. You're you're basically correct. You're in the ballpark. Um, so and then he just starts believing. That's the beauty of it. So the goal is the stu- oh, this is my favorite part. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The elves go to the reindeer, or they go to the um the mayor because. Vixen, the reindeer they had driven in one, was yeah. caught by the dog catcher. What? The because fuck? they put socks on its uh, antlers to right. try and cover it up. And the dog catcher never went, hey, let me touch this dog and reveal that it's not a dog. Brilliant. They go to the mayor and they're like, hey, 
We need to know, did you bring him to the no-kill shelter, or did you Basically. bring him to the kill shelter? <laughs> no, they know exactly where he is, and they just couldn't pay okay. the fine. Okay. So they're like, we have to leave, and they go, we're elves on a secret. They reveal their whole thing, and the mayor's just having none of it. He's just laughing, laughing, laughing. And he goes, oh, you're doing this thing with Santa, right? And he goes, he goes, we'll give Santa, uh, if you can make it snow in Southtown, USA. It's never snowed for, it hasn't snowed for 100 years. That's their goal. Give us one day of snow if you're magic and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And he goes, if you do... We will give Santa an official national holiday this year. And I just go, You mean You mean Christmas? Christmas? Like <laughs> the, the the holiday that already clearly happens? Like, so this whole thing is about climate change denial. Yes. No, prove yes, to us it that it, everything's fine, that it can it snow in Southtown and we'll let you go, Santa. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what the um, fuck is wrong with Christmas? More <laughs> What has happened? Dude, you were message. You were Charlie Browning out hard, man. I he's getting know. real he's getting <laughs> You, oh. there's, there's video you're not seeing of just motions and backing away and backing towards microphones that is absolutely incredible. Yeah, we're gonna need um, to have a long discussion this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so God, that's I just want what, a hug. Like I want to call my mom sends or them something. To the misers and they're fucking ballers. They're awesome. Um, yeah. Dude. I was kind of surprised at how nice they are Both initially. Are? Yeah. Well, because they're, they're Mother Nature's children, right? Yes, correct. And she shows up and is just the quirkiest little quirk machine. She looks like um, she looks like a brighter version of the pigeon lady from Home Alone Two. Oh my god! Like she's like a nicer, like a fun, happy version of that. <laughs> Wait, um, shout out to the no, pigeon lady from Home Alone Two. <laughs> I have so references. Good. Home Alone Two. I gotta watch. Oh, no, no, I, not I love two. watching Home Alone on Christmas. I gotta watch. Ho- I gotta watch both of them because I love the Tim Curry shit in Home Alone too. The President of the United States is in Home Alone too. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. You're right. You're a hundred percent correct. Yep. Um, but yeah, the misers are actually like Snow Miser is kind of awesome because he's like, "Hey, Mrs. C, how's it hanging?" Like basically that. Yeah. Yeah, he's and just he- charming and smooth. And Heat Miser is polite, but he's like, hey, why doesn't Santa, you know, run around in a dune buggy with, you know, a bathing suit on? Yeah, he just Maki wants to get some Maka, motherfucker. He's not, like, he's not angry. He's just like, man, I really wish I could get some promotion because yeah, it seems he, like... he really got fucked on that one. Exa- exactly. He got screwed over on it. Um, by the way, Snow Miser makes a joke about Santa's cold, and Iggy goes, don't you dare make fun of Santa. And I'm like, you're a small <laughs> child. The Snow Miser is giant compared to you, and you've seen him multiple times turn animate objects into snow, and you're just gonna step right up to him and fucking yell at him not to make jokes. I know. You know what it is? This now we're getting into like Nietzsche's critique of Christmas, where I, I alone you're look into the abyss and I look into the face of God so and declare hard. him dead. I but, shall dude, tell you what you do, Snow Miser. That the does Charlie remind is me. Dark brown right now. One of <laughs> one of the immortals to one of the Agua Kaiju. They like I forget. They throw something on them, and the the monster melts down. A giant flower sprouts from their melted ooze, and then withers away to nothing. Oh it's my just like, oh shit, my god! god. <laughs> yeah. Um, so these people yeah, got so crazy a bunch powers. Of, yeah. Oh, to to uplift everything. And to Please. also help with the stereotype thing, we have that, like, uh, the the misers agree because Mother Nature fucking makes them. They'll like, oh, we'll do snow in Southtown one day and you'll get a spring day in the North Pole. So, like, everybody's happy. Um, but Santa is, like, doesn't know about this plan. So he's like, I'm fucking going home. I'm done. Like, whatever. I'm leaving. Like, I'm going home. Sees the note. 
And all the kids hear about Santa quitting, so they're like, yo, fuck it. We got to help Santa out. They, all the stereotypes get together. There's the Inuit native. There's the, oh, yep. there's yep. Jorge in a sombrero. There's <laughs> no, Taylor no. in fucking wooden shoes. There's all, the, like, everything's there. <laughs> and we're, <laughs> Taylor just gave the most succinct, like, resigned nod mm-hmm. ever to that. Mm-hmm. Um, they all get together and they send, if they have money, they give gifts. And if they don't, they just write letters from a friend. And what that leads into their rendition of Blue Christmas, which is done by like a nine-year-old girl, and it's actually kind of sad. So I was like, that was where like my heart you started melting, bawling. and I'm like, oh no, like I'm such a tears baby. streaming down. It's ba- like basically. I'm literally um, imagining that plot point that happens a couple of times in Dragon Ball Z, where Goku desperately needs help, and the world mm-hmm. raises its hands, and it's a little bit of that. their Christmas soul goes that. out and helps Goku Santa. You see, now oh, I'm I- crying. <laughs> <laughs> Goku's God, dude. Dude, Goku where was the Dragon God. Ball Z Christmas special? Yeah, we just have like Seriously. Santa trying to defeat Jack Frost, yelling "Ho!" <laughs> <laughs> dude, obviously Frieza comes back with new ice powers. With King Cooler, King Cooler. There we go. Um, yeah. So, th- and it ends on the happy note. You know, Santa fucking actually shows up to do his job, and everything's fine. By the way, I love that the the, the song starts goes. It was the year without a Santa Claus. I'm like, it wasn't. It was almost the year without a Santa Claus, yeah, but he showed up on on the day of his job. Like, yeah, everything was fine. So then it goes. It's like the, the end part of the song basically goes. There was no year with, and I'm like, okay, you lied to me. That like, yeah, don't. So this is fucking, not. <laughs> I feel the entire so movie was a waste. Um, it barely made sense. It was complete ridiculousness, but it was cheesy, and they really tried, and I loved it. I um, always think I yeah. desperately want to watch it, and then Heat Miser and Snow Miser songs are over, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, why am I watching this dumb movie? I got There's, what I came for. Yeah. Um, it's like, so I thought about watching a Rankin Bass for this one, and then I had the one, I was going to watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And then I just remembered how horribly bigoted every single reindeer and Santa himself is about Rudolph's yes. nose. That's the whole point of the story. I know, but I just I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't take it, so I thought I'd go oh, for no. something quicker and lighter, and somehow that ended up being Charlie Brown <laughs> worse. damn Christmas. Worse. I'd much rather take racist reindeer over the absolute existential pit of despair you apparently fell into the for fact that minutes. charlie brown is making me choose racism is a very <laughs> strange christmas feeling you're not okay no i don't know if they're racist necessarily they're definitely not racist they're just big no, they're what, big whatever they're whatever bigoted. they're doing the movie's trying to say is wrong yes while being also racist to children <laughs> by like by having caricatures at every turn they can exactly like yukon cornelius no, and the like the whole point of the movie is like, like no, it's okay, Rudolph. You're also white. You can hang out with us. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like Rudolph is the Forrest Gump of the reindeer. Like, he's not the object of direct bigotry, but he's just different enough that he can be the protagonist. Yeah, in a room full of whites, he's the standout. Oh, my God. <laughs> so let's see. We've got a racist Christmas special, Are uh, there... <laughs> a, a manic depressive Christmas special that also hates capitalism. We have a Christmas special that, I don't know, is a little bit bigoted towards generally the South. What the fuck has happened to Christmas? <laughs> These are Nothing. some of the oldest Christmas. These are all old. <laughs> yeah, I, I will teach you how to appreciate modern Christmas in Guys, a few episodes. This is going to exactly. be the development of my soul 
I feel like Act One's Ebenezer Scrooge right now. I'm not feeling no, no, no. Worse, I feel like Act <laughs> One George whole... Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> oh, Things no. are not going well. I'm really feeling low on Christmas spirit, and I'm going to need you guys to bring me up. Yeah. So this is this is the month long Are We Friends, a Taylor Jarrell Christmas Carol. Exactly. The true story. Um, I also want to, if colon. you have any other shout outs to any other specials, um, I want to say the Hey Arnold Christmas special was awesome because I'm pretty sure that's the one where you learn Mr. Quinn, uh, Mr. Wynn had to give up his daughter during the Vietnam conflict oh and put her on a God. helicopter. And that's when they reunite and meet together again for the first time. Holy and it's shit. like absolute ball, like just child crying. It was <laughs> absolutely incredible. Why um, couldn't I have watched that one? You could have, if you knew about it, but you didn't because you're uncultured and you're, <laughs> there's a, there's another ranking bass one. It's uh, Christmas in July, I think, where there's some evil ice guy who is terrorizing them by sending a fake Rudolph, whose actual name is like Randolph the douchebag oh, here. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember if it's actually funny, but in memory, it seems very funny. I, mean, I feel like that's well, now our headcanon. The conversation that we're having right now is the same thing that everyone does at the beginning of the Christmas season. Like we all forget how to be Christmassy. Dude, for I remember over the year round. Months. Okay, well, then Christmas Savant for the rest of us. It takes a little bit to get in there. And I'm just, I haven't remembered the joy of Christmas yet. And like I'm being reminded, as as our conversation, I'm being reminded mm-hmm. about all these things about Christmas. But right now, I'm just the down of the dumps, act one, Bill Murray Scrooged. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. I got to watch that too. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's you, this. That's the whole point of these episodes is we'll, <laughs> we'll go through the ups, we'll go through the downs. Hopefully yeah. we'll, you know, seems that we can we can master a nice little arc here if we can get Taylor to turn around. Hopefully Taylor won't kill himself by the end of the Christmas season. Oh my god! Episodes. Yeah, and bury myself with a stake of holly through my heart. Yeah, if, the if, on, if on the Christmas episode you just hear me go hello, you'll know why. <laughs> yeah, you will know that I wiped off my own name from my Christmas grave oh, and just no. came oh. to utter despair. <laughs> And lost the last you know, serial chapter of Christmas Carol. Well, this was the the past, so we're we're a Ghost of Christmas Past right now. Correct. That's what we are. We're, we're seeing Ghost of Christmas Past, and I'm having all these bittersweet realizations. And this is, by the way, this is why I am so now curious of a like woke Christmas Carol, where instead of actually looking at his own behavior, Scrooge is just going, yo, that shit was so oppressive. That shit was so racist. That shit is really oppressive to women. I don't appreciate that. And like the ghosts are just going, dude, look at your shitty behavior and try to have self-reflection. And he's just going, I'm a nah, that was problematic. Oh, that was pre- exactly like he's just going, <laughs> I got, I'm a slave I got to the hegemonic structure. Oh, I have a whole rant I'm going to go on about Scrooge. Oh. I'm Later so excited month. now. Later this month. Of course, of course. We got to save it. We got to save it. Um, no. I guess is is we can time-wise? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We can. Um, well, I'll ask the question and if anything else we want to talk about, we can talk about. So, on the strangely depressing topic of No. <laughs> oh, shit. No. <laughs> Jorge? Um guess i only thought about my opinion are we collectively friends um 
I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd say Taylor's the outlier right now. So. I was gonna say I think you and I are friends yeah, on this. Well, you and I are on the same page about this. So it's a, I guess it's a no overall because it's Taylor's like a no hard wall between us. But with a with an ast- with a Barry Bonds asterisk that says Jorge yeah. and Brian are friends, but <laughs> and also double asterisk. Give us a minute. Exactly. I just I just feel like Charlie Brown. Like I get it now. I get it why some yeah. old crotchety dude named Chuck Schultz wrote the peanuts and put himself as charlie brown because he just wanted to be saved and it hardly ever happened for charlie brown <laughs> taylor's hair is fully disheveled now by the it's way. full alpha yeah. alpha by the way like I, it's... I want you guys to know that over the course of this my once like nice iron shirt has just wrinkled itself i have been so stressed and haggard when you almost jumped out of your chair three times i think that might have done some damage to it yeah uh, okay, so Taylor, go ahead and release us, release us from this uh, sweet death. All right, everybody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't you. even want you to do it now because you're all sad and all malay. Like, no one's going to subscribe after that. Thank you for listening to another episode of Are We Friends? Hopefully it wasn't nearly as difficult for you as it was for some of us. Just you. This has been an. You could have just Streven. said me. Yeah, like you could have just said. <laughs> this has been an even Streven production. Keep on the lookout. We got a couple more on the way. Uh, we want to remind everybody about a contest yes. that perhaps can can bring some Christmas cheer. We are gaining listeners, but we are still yet a baby podcast and want to be a magnificent Christmas podcast. And so to do that, we are reaching out to our listeners and to find one who is not a friend or family of ours, nor knows a friend or family of ours. And if you hit us up on social media, we will send you a check for $15, signed by all of us with little Christmas trees on it. Maybe even a little, you know, lipstick kiss mark, if you're lucky. (laughs) Maybe. Uh (laughs) And we know you guys are out there because we don't have as many friends as we have listeners. God knows. So, you know, 15 bucks on the table. (sighs) Okay. All right, feeling <laughs> like it's still you, Taylor. Still yeah. you. But. Feeling like I just had to sit through nephew Fred tell me about how great Christmas is, and I have no access to it. I have been your co-host, Taylor. Uh, I've been your co-co-host, uh, Bob Cratchit, sitting in the corner trying to be happy while my boss absolutely reams everything about the joyousness of the holiday, Brian. And I'm still just Jorge. <laughs> Expect the first those are, ghost. Those are getting longer, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Expect the first ghost when the clock chimes one, and we'll talk to you next week. Woo-hoo.